everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again, to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. This is episode eight in my mini, mini series on the top 10 weight loss mistakes that I've discovered I've been making probably repeatedly, um, give or take over the last three to five years. And I've discovered these weight loss mistakes or behavioral tendencies I've had that I know a lot of you are going to be be able to relate to. I've discovered this in my first five weeks that I was working with Alex, my new trainer. So um, if you haven't been listening to any of the other episodes, just to give you a little bit of context, um, last year I had a, a whole lot of time where I was sick, couldn't work and couldn't work out because I had chronic migraines. This was about five months. Then I went to see a neurologist, got better. I started to slowly transition back into working out. And I mean slowly because I'm on medication that um, keeps my blood pressure pretty low. So I had to really get my body used to working out again. So it was a slow build starting in mid-February. And after about like four or five months, I just you know woke up one day and realized, wow, I've been at this for four to five months and I'm kind of exactly in the same place I I was when I started. And I know many of you listening to this series and to this podcast, if you really take pause and think, you can say that about yourself, whether it's in the last five months, the last two years, the last year, whatever. I know this happens to so many of us and, and so many of us will will say something very similar to this. I'm so frustrated. I'm at a weight loss plateau. No matter what I do, I can't lose weight. I feel like what's wrong with me because I, I eat healthy and I work out three, four, five times a week, six times a week, and I'm doing more spin, more cardio, more running. I'm, I'm down to 1300 calories. You know, it could be any number of these things, but there's a lot of us, myself included, who are like, I don't get it. Like, how can I eat so healthy and watch it? I only have one cheat meal a week. I've cut out this, I've cut out this, I've cut out this, I'm drinking more water, I'm taking my vitamins, and I'm not getting anywhere. I'm stuck. And that's the worst feeling ever. And I've been there for a lot of 
different times over the past several years. So over the past several years, I've had some um, time periods where I was really making progress and I was looking really great and feeling like I'm really on my way. And then there were other situations where, you know, you guys have heard me reference these. I worked with a dietitian for six months and, and that was a time period where I followed advice I didn't agree with at all gained the most weight I've gained ever in the past four to five years. I've certainly, I was talking about this with a friend of mine the other day. I've, I've followed what I thought to be very well-informed, educated advice by some people, but my gut was telling me I shouldn't follow it. That should be a big lesson for you. And I probably should do a whole podcast on that, listening to your gut, because it's something that for sure now that's what I do. I, I know if I listen to my gut, It never steers me wrong. But the two times that I didn't listen to my gut, that I took very ill-informed advice from two different people, I gained more weight than ever. Um, One of them was a guy, I think a lot of you that have been watching this show and following me for a while know who I'm talking about. Um, He's just a career loser. And then the other one is the dietitian I was talking about. And, And she might very well be a great dietitian for other people. For me, it was one of the worst experiences ever. Um, and so I've had a lot of downs the past several years where I've, you know, taken seven steps back. I've had a lot of periods where things were working really well, but the truth is I've never reached my goal weight. I've never reached a point where I'm like, Hey, this is good. Let me just maintain here. And I certainly, you know, last year I thought was going to be my comeback here, 2019. And I started off strong, was working out, then I moved and, started to deal with the chronic migraine situation. And then, you know, you guys heard me reference that. So there's, there's just been a lot of me starting and stopping and starting and stopping. And and I'm so insecure about my body anyway. And, and when I'm on an, in an overweight time period, I very much, my impatient nature goes into full throttle and I just want to do everything I can to speed things up. And that's human nature. But I'm recording this series so that you guys can learn. These are some of my big aha moments. When I when I decided to level up and say, okay, I'm not getting where I want to be on my own. I'm going to hire a trainer. And then it was like every week we send a check-in to our trainer. And we send in our stats. We send in our macros for the week. We send in our measurements. A lot of feedback. And the first five weeks, I was sending in my stuff. And it was embarrassing because I just was not full in. I wasn't participating. I didn't know everything I should be doing. I I wasn't participating in the group chat. I wasn't asking questions. I hadn't read all the materials. I wasn't getting my workouts in. And I was so embarrassed because some people were like, hey, how's it going with Alex? And I'm like, uh, I'm not. And, And I knew I couldn't blame it on Alex. I couldn't blame it on the program. I could only blame myself. So I had to, to take some time and go, okay, I can't, number one, I can't let this continue. This is stupid for me to be paying a trainer And not getting anything out of it because it's my own damn fault. But number two, I really need to take the time to figure out like, if I want this so bad, then what is it that I'm doing and why am I doing it that is preventing me from, you know, fully participating and therefore being able to fully see the results. And that's what I did. I took the time to analyze. I took the time to do a deep dive, figure out these things, and I'm I'm sharing them with you in these top 10 lessons. So this is lesson number eight, if you will. And 
it's a, it's one I actually talked about and recorded a podcast on, but I, I will go into it again and be very specific because I truly believe this is a really key point. One of the things that I have been sorely lacking in over the past, I'm going to say since I moved from Austin to San Antonio, and that was it, the end of March, early April of last year. So you guys heard I said earlier in the show, um, and, and by the way, <laughs> I guess I should tell you, the topic is self-care, okay? And self-care can mean a lot of things. Self-care can be anything from you know, treating yourself to go out to lunch once a week, to getting your nails done, um, getting weekly massage, or maybe it's for you, it's going to a chiropractor. It can be seeing a therapist. Um, that definitely was part of my self-care. Um, it could be any number of things or any combination of things, but it's based on the premise of making yourself a priority, giving yourself balance in your life, because it's almost like I've used this analogy before, but think about the relationship that a coach who coaches a a prized Olympic athlete has, they take care of that athlete and they look out for that athlete and they make sure that that athlete is eating and sleeping and, you know, stretching because they, they want to make sure that that athlete is in optimal condition so that they can perform. Right. And that's what we need to do more of with ourselves because we're so used to focusing strictly on the weight that we want to be the fat loss that we want to achieve. And, and we're so focused on how fast can I, can I get there and how much more can I force it? I mean, really, if you think about it, that's what so many of us are doing. We're impatient, which is human nature. We want things yesterday, which is human nature. We're this microwave society that expects that we can, you know, accelerate everything. And we're trying so hard to tweak everything we're doing. If we're eating right and we're dieting and we're working out four times a week, well then working out five times a week and cutting back my calories even more should work faster, right? And then working out six times a week should work even faster. And maybe I'll add in, you know, a 24-hour fast in addition to my intermittent fasting and maybe I'll cut my calories back even more. And and you keep adding more because you think that's going to get you there faster. Ultimately, we're all looking for a shortcut. And even though we know there's no shortcuts, we're still trying to make a shortcut happen, right? And what we're failing to do is take a step back and go, okay, look at what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm treating myself like I'm a workhorse and I'm just whipping the workhorse thinking it's going to make that horse go faster when really what it's going to do is you whip a, a beaten down, dehydrated, hungry horse long enough and they're just going to break down and fall and and lay down and be good good for nothing. And this is a figurative example, of course, but that's how you should maybe start looking at how you've been treating yourself. How are you treating yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically? Are you nourishing your body? Are you feeding and fueling your body? Are you making sure you get sleep? Are you giving yourself downtime and free time, time to enjoy? I mean, a lot of these can these points that we're making in this weight loss discussion can be the same thing that we should be considering in our work life because a lot of us do the same thing there. I absolutely, I, I, I'm a crazy workaholic person. I don't give myself enough downtime. I don't ever tend to let myself take a break 
Um, I feel guilty if just I go out for lunch or I take a a lunch break. Um, And these are things that we have to stop. We have to realize like, if we invest in ourselves and give ourselves time, it's, it's like a phone, right? That, that example that Ariana Huffington said, like, why is it that we know when our phone gets next to no battery, it's time to plug it in and shut it down and recharge it. But we don't do that for ourselves. And this is what self-care is about, is investing in the downtime, the rest time, the life enjoyment time, the nourishment time, the feeding ourselves physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, so that we can be better at, at our game. And, and for me, I, I don't know when it was that I really started to realize it was, you know, certainly recently, I, but I had some revelations a little bit before that, but it was a slow creep. It was a slow creep of me just letting one by one certain practices that I'd had, that I had implemented in my life back when I lived in Austin and somehow or another, they just got away from me. So this is again, where I want to bring your attention back to, I've been talking about this throughout this whole series about self-awareness. This is where self-awareness and tuning into yourself. And that's part of self-care people tuning into yourself. Like, figuring out, am I happy in my life? Do I, am I thriving in my relationship or is my relationship like running me down? Do I love my work? Do I love my job? Am I valued at my job? Because a lot of women don't even give themselves permission to consider anything else. It's really tuning in and paying attention to where you're at, where you want to be and how you're going to get there. And, you know, again, for me, it was tuning into the fact that, wow, Um, a lot, you know, when I started training with Alex, she started talking about meditation, things that these were things I was doing all the time, meditation, breath work, um, focusing on good sleep, healing your gut, um, making sure that I'm not doing excessive cardio. And, and it was maybe the meditation thing that really got me starting to think about my self-care because I realized like I used to have a morning routine. And I totally gotten away from my morning routine. My morning routine was get up, make myself a cup of coffee. Um, And this was when I was living in Austin. So it was when I was not living with Steve. Sometimes, you know, things change, obviously, when you move in together and you become married and you're cohabitating, Um, you have somebody else in the house. It's, it's, it is a different experience for me because Steve and I are both in the kitchen. We're talking with each other. I'm not by myself. So Not that I'm saying that's a bad thing, but it did have an effect, no doubt, on my morning routine because I adore my man. And when I'm with him, I love talking with him, joking with him, planning with him. So it's not like I can go, hey, it's nice. You know, it's not like I'm going to walk by him and just go do my morning routine. I like spending time with him. We love spending time with one another. So that did have an effect. But the truth is I used to have this routine where I would sit down with my cup of coffee on my deck and I would do my readings in like three or four books. One of them being like the daily stoic. One would be a more, you know, like faith-based Christian, um, reading. Another one would be more of a, you know, life lessons, Oprah type of a book. And then I usually have three or four books that I'm, I'll do a reading out of. And, um, then I have one that's more like, Actually, I do two or three books, and then one's like you draw a card. They're like not tarot cards. What's the word I'm looking for? You pull a card, and it has a message on it. 
and you read it. Anyway, I'll link up to the stuff in the show notes, what I've been reading currently and some of my favorites um, because there's some really good ones. But I would do that and then I would have time for prayer and meditation. And then, you know, either before or after that, I would take my greens, I would take my Himalayan sea salt and lime juice and water shot. Um, and, and then I would start my day. And, and usually I think it was after that I'd get a workout in. This was when I was, you know, strictly working for myself. And, and then I would start my day. And a lot of that went the wayside. I was also working with a trainer, um, at Gold's Gym. And usually most, I think most days, Monday through Thursday, I would train with him at noon. And I remember I would tell the employees that worked for me, I'm like, I am out of the office. I am off the radar. Don't reach out to me when I'm working out with my trainer because I'm not going to answer the phone. And I was very comfortable with that, with saying, you know, guess what? I'm taking a break. Like work can wait. I don't know why we've become this nation where we think we have to be firing on all cylinders 24 hours a day. That tends to be my natural response. And it's absolutely not good for you. Um, but when I was back there, I was training with a trainer. I was seeing my therapist weekly, pouring so pouring myself into getting mental, emotional help, understanding myself better um, from a third party. I can't recommend having a therapist strongly enough. Um, I had a personal trainer. I was getting my deep tissue massages twice a week, seeing a chiropractor. And I used to joke, I used to say, hey, I have my own, my own pit crew for Kelly Alexa. But like, these are the things that helped me become better. When I got chiropractic work and I got deep tissue massage, it not only relaxed me, but it helped me perform better in the gym. And when I performed in the gym, it certainly required that I needed some downtime too. And, and understanding myself from my therapist, that helps me be better at my work. It helps me be better in my relationships. It helped me see myself differently. So all of those things, that's self-care. And for those of you listening, you know, sometimes the first reaction that people have when they hear certain recommendations is to say, I can't afford this, this, or this. Self-care doesn't have to be paid stuff. It doesn't have to be hiring a trainer. If you can't afford a trainer, it doesn't mean that. It can mean, hey, I really want to get in shape, so I'm going to commit to myself that I'm going to get up. And, and maybe for you, it's like sign up for Beachbody On Demand at 99 I think it's like $99 a year, something like that. Um, maybe if even that's not in your budget, you say, okay, I can't afford that right now, but I really want to do a program. There's so much free stuff on YouTube and on Instagram. There are so many trainers that are putting out free workouts that you can save into a collection. Just commit to yourself. I'm going to give myself 40 minutes in the morning and I'm going to ask my five kids. I'm going to ask my significant other to watch the kids and give me 30 minutes by myself you know, a lot of women just don't ask for help because they don't make themselves a priority. So they'll say, oh, I have to take care of the kids. I have to do this. Can you ask for help? Is there somebody else in your house that maybe you could say, I need 30 minutes to myself? Um, maybe it's something as simple as this is also what I used to do. Every single night before bed, I would light candles in my bathroom and I would take a bubble bath. And that was like my part of my wind down routine. Sometimes I was doing yoga every night. I'd love to get back to that. Um, I'm working on that because you know why I probably don't do it? I convince myself I don't have time. But again, a lot of things change. It was different when I was living by myself and Steve was down here in San Antonio. You know, I was by myself and now we spend our evenings together. 
we really enjoy spending our time together. It's a blessing. So, you know, if I decide that I want to work yoga back into my life, maybe I'll do it two or three nights a week instead of every single night, right? But it's about doing things that give you balance, give you rest, give you rejuvenation. And all of a sudden, when I was looking at my life, I'm like, wow, where did my morning routine go? Wow, what happened to the bubble bath I used to take every night before bed? And I started to look at all of these different things that I wasn't doing anymore. The the therapist, the bubble bath, the, you know, treating myself to, you know, even the massage, like COVID got in the way, we stopped getting massage and, and we just forgot about it. And that's crazy because I have been getting one to two massages a week for like the past four years. I I can't believe like we went so long without it. And when Steve and I got back to it, I realized how much it does for me. In fact, after I record this, I'm literally going to make sure I have a schedule for this weekend again. Um, We just, we really need to invest in ourselves in things that help rejuvenate us, give us balance, give us rest so that we can be not in this state of constantly beating that dead horse. You know what I'm saying? And I want you to, I challenge you to look at your life and look at what your life is filled with. Is your life filled with more stressful, you pushing yourself, you berating yourself, you talking negatively to yourself, and not a lot of you treating yourself, you giving yourself a break, you resting, you giving yourself time to enjoy life. Look at the balance, look at the enjoyment, start looking at your life and look at it with new eyes. And, and when I say new eyes, I'll give you one example. When I was getting ready to move from Chicago, originally I had planned to move to Phoenix. But I remember being in my cold as hell <laughs> apartment or my condo. And I was looking around at all my furniture. And I'm like, wow, this is like memories from my marriage. And I just thought my first marriage. And I'm like, I don't really like this dark furniture anymore. And I didn't want it around. I thought I'm going to I'm going to sell this stuff. Number 1, it'll help me not have to move so much stuff because I was I remember I was also getting a quote and I couldn't believe that some of these companies were going to charge me $20,000 to move from Chicago to um, Austin or Phoenix or wherever I was planning on moving. So it first started off as like a cost-cutting measure. I'm like, well, I'll sell most of my stuff and I'll just start fresh and buy all new furniture down there, which is exciting, right? But it was also symbolic. I wanted to get rid of all of the bad memories. I didn't want to be having the same bed that I had in my first marriage. I didn't want to have the same plates that I got as wedding gifts in my first marriage, all that kind of stuff. That was the, the best thing ever. But a lot of people don't don't do that whether it's from something as simple as your furniture your surroundings to me just looking and going i don't want to live in chicago anymore i want to go live somewhere warm people thought i was crazy my family literally did not take me seriously until about 2 weeks before i still remember going to like an outing at my brother's house and he's like are you seriously moving i'm like are you seriously just asking me that when i leave next week and i've already sold half my stuff like Nobody thought I was really going to do it because so many people don't do stuff like that. They never lift their head above their desk to go, I don't like this job. I could do better. I could go work for myself. I could start a blog. I could, you know, become an entrepreneur. I can open up an Etsy store or I can go work part time for somebody else and do my stuff on the side part time. Nobody ever 
takes time to look at their lives. And that's, what's that, that quote? I always, I never know who said it, but an unexamined life, it's one of my favorite concepts. Like we should always be examining our life. And that's what self-care is about. It's about being self-aware first and then taking care of yourself. The end. This is a really important point. It really, really is important. Instead of focusing only on how can you deprive yourself and force this weight loss issue, how can you take care of yourself like a coach would take care of a prized athlete? Start changing the way you view yourself. Start changing the way you take care of yourself. I hope this was helpful to you guys. Can't wait to hear what you think of it. Keep staying tuned in. I've got two more episodes in this 10-episode mini-series on my 10 biggest weight loss mistakes that I've become aware of and that I'm making big, big, big changes in. Because I'm telling you, when you start making these changes, you guys, when I started adding back meditation into my mornings, when I added back in my morning routine, it was like being reunited. And it made me realize, number one, I do have time for it. Number two, I missed it. Number three, I felt better. I performed better when I added back in massage, chiropractor. I'm actually in the process of screening a new therapist so I can find one here in San Antonio. But doing the massages with Steve every week, um, getting back to my morning routine, taking my greens, taking my supplements, doing my Himalayan sea salt, all of those routines, hiring a trainer. I'm investing in myself. I'm making myself a priority and it's paying off. And I urge you to do the same. I will see you guys next time on The Kelly O Show.